Welcome back. We have survived the hiatus. We have filled it with so many fun theories, rewatches. It's been a good time, but the moment is finally here. Season 18, episode one, we are back. Do you remember how much time has passed since the last episode of season 17? I feel like it was winter. It's too long. And we're still in 2021. It's too long for where we're at in the show. The way the previews have gone, it seems like, well, even just, I mean, giving a little insight into this episode, we're talking a lot about the holidays. Mm-hmm. We're going to cover the 2021 holidays mm-hmm. when, as we're progressing through the season, maybe at the midpoint of the season, we'll already be in our 2023 holidays. Going into 2024, this is too much. But I did find out that the Janelle blow up is not the last episode of the season and it will most likely be in episode three. I love it. So I'm very happy we don't have to wait. You know what we get next episode though? Aurora getting her ears pierced. Buckle up everyone, we're here. It is in the episode description. It's just something I don't need. Like I didn't need the shelf building Yeah, at one point while we were watching the show, I mentioned to you, this is how, now, overall, Sister Wives, we love it, yes, but as far as some of the content, especially because we were recapping some of the earlier seasons and we thought it was incredible, at this moment, we are literally watching somebody build furniture. That is the scene of all the filming they could do. They're building a tiny bookshelf. Just go sit out on Coyote Pass. (laughs) <laughs> at this like, point just go sit out fine. there it is also interesting there is a scene with mary and robin having a conversation and they for some reason have to be outside they cannot film in the home i could do a whole episode awkward. on just that scene but then you compare christine and janelle and they're immediately in janelle's apartment mm-hmm. we are inside as sister wives would be so on that note what are your thoughts on this first episode So I was talking about this on Instagram about how like, yes, it's all review and it's all things we've seen and nothing really like that great came out, but I am still so excited and it brings me so much joy when I get like a morsel of information. Like we know now who made the infamous phone call to Robin and that brought me so much joy. Give me the rest of the 48 minutes of crap, but now I know. While we were watching the show, I mentioned that this is, uh, being the devil's advocate, like you need to recap the community, but you mentioned this community is so diehard, there is no recap required. I don't think there is because we're on season 18. Like we're here. I don't know if there's too much of the population that are starting on 18 and have done no recapping. I think this first episode, I don't put too much weight into it because it is episode one. I did expect a lot of a refresher. Sadly, I think we're going to have even more review in the coming episodes of this season. But even the little bit we got is so fascinating and telling of where they're, where they are in their relationships. And again, knowing what we know now, these folks are public figures. Uh, We know who leaves, but it is fascinating to sort of break down all of these moments or even how folks communicate, how they talk about how Cody is, how he used to be, how he is now. I think that is fascinating. And it's amazing how we are seeing how he has progressed or transformed throughout their lives. Mm -hmm. Is it time to go in? I think so. Why waste time? Let's go. We already jumped to even to episode two, three. No, 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 no. Let's bring it back. So we see the intro or replay the intro like five times of the ring dropping And then the episode begins. Intense review we did not need. We arrive at Janelle's trailer and Janelle is hauling it off to winter storage and moving into a small apartment with Savannah. I'm still amazed how committed Janelle is to the trailer situation. But it's amazing that she had this dream to do this and she was so committed to live on Coyote Pass. No matter what, whether it's a casita, a full-blown house, a trailer... She's like, this is our land. We should be living on our land and no one else bought in. I mean, not even Cody's bought in. Nope. And Janelle's reflecting on, you know, we're putting away the trailer. 
she got an apartment for the winter, which makes sense. I mean, I'm sure they have really harsh winters there. Uh, it's probably not the vibe to be in the trailer. But she talks about how it's actually a sour spot between her and Cody. I mean, Cody's probably just bitching about moving it or doing maintenance or whatever. But it's interesting because the underlying fact is your wife just wants to be together with you in your, you know, we heard the angels or whatever on the mountain, Mm -hmm. like that land, that property, but you won't sort of make that a reality. It's not a mansion. How could he? He needs space. He needs to run down a hallway and lose his breath. It is interesting, too, that in the past, Cody's bitched to Janelle about how why didn't you find a place? Why didn't you do this, do that? But her whole goal has been to build on this property, like make this a reality. And it's fascinating that you can't see that. Yes, she's had to make these sacrifices and you might have to live in that trailer with her. But I mean, that's marriage. You've signed up for this. Cody did not sign up for marriage. I will die on that hill. Cody signed up for, how do I say, like the view, the lifestyle, the... I have four wives, but he didn't want the marriage. He wanted the wives, if that makes sense. More like an ego thing or boosting my ego? Yeah, like, oh, these are all my women. I mean, it is interesting because, I mean, plural marriage, you are judged on that. You're judged on either the number of wives or the number of kids, the size of your family. But along with that, you're typically judged on how good of a husband and dad you are. To such a big family, and Cody is in last place. I would like to point out that while Cody drives on over to help Janelle very awkwardly, very tensely, help get the trailer, move things out, and whatever, we see it. It's glorious, we see it. We see the receding hairline, the visor, the gloves, the leather jacket. It's all there, scene one. You know what's interesting? I don't know if I've ever seen someone rock a visor that much. No, it is the most inefficient headwear you could wear. It makes no sense. It not only does not protect your head, it only slightly protects your eyes. I love how adamant Cody is to always wear gloves to protect his hands no matter what. Why does he need such soft hands? I don't know, but you know what? When I was weight training, I always wore gloves. So... (laughs) I kind of appreciate that he wears gloves, but I know it gets on people's nerves that he just always has gloves. You actually do always wear gloves when you do physical things. Wow. That, wow. That connection has never happened in my head before. When I worked on the moped, I didn't wear gloves. When you go work with my dad, you always take your own gloves. Okay. Your dad gives me gloves because he like feels bad for me. Because your hands are so soft. (laughs) They're very soft. I am not a maintenance. Like, I am not a maintenance, woodworking, anything. So he feels bad. So he's like, here's my gloves. He's like, yeah, keep those hands protected. (laughs) (laughs) Keep those soft, uncalloused hands protected. So we have a lot of voiceover over the moving scenes. Cody and Janelle working. Janelle's talking about how it is bittersweet, like you said. She said it feels somewhat like a failure. But she will persevere, as we hear. But this is where it got interesting. We find out that Garrison is the one who called Robin and asked if they could have their dad back. Now yes. imagine, imagine what place Garrison or his mom was in that it came up to him to like, I need to make this phone call. Mm-hmm. Just, I mean, think about how much your grown son, what he has to experience or what he's seeing in his own mother to want or or feel the need like I have to make this phone call. But is it not wild as another grown adult receiving that phone call to immediately crumble and be the victim? Is that not weird that you can't have a conversation with another adult? You know, if I put myself in Robin's place, I think I would break the conversation down. What's going on? What can I do to help? Uh, Let's figure this out. We're a family. Let's hash it out. Let's come to a solution. That's it. Just going back just a teeny bit, my bad. This might be the last time Janelle actually lives in the trailer. Like, it's going in winter storage, but it most likely is sold. No, she hasn't. She's in it this summer. Oh, are you serious? Yeah, I thought she, she went out it. and no, she went I to a campsite, had a whole hookup. No, she has it. Oh, wait, you have a theory about this. We'll save it for the end. Oh, 
<laughs> is it a theory or what I told you I hope her dream man is like? Well. Because that's a good one. I think I'm right on the money with that one. That, but the mm, possible building. Okay, progress. Okay. During Janelle's portion of the episode, we see a lot of specific callbacks to the big argument she had at Cody and Robin's house with Mary and kind of trying to make holiday plans, which I mean, for all we know, was a few weeks ago in Sister Wives land. I mean, weeks, like not even a month. Yeah, it could have been right there. How infuriating is it to hear Cody say, I just want to talk to my kids. Is there a portal over Flagstaff? Does internet not work? Email not work? Cell phones don't work? We have to use a calling card? Like what is preventing this man from talking to his children? I wonder if this is a side effect of years of using the moms as a proxy to communicate with the kids, Uh, probably more so in their later years, that it's almost, it's not even a habit for him to contact the kids directly again this is all speculation i'm just guessing here but there i don't see any other reason why you can't just pick up the phone and call your kiddos mm-hmm. and in the same conversation this really caught my ear when he said this is my house while they were sitting outside at robin's but you never hear him or anyone say that's cody and robin's house or this is our house notice to play nice he always says Robin's house. No, he, that's his house. He permanently lives there 24-7. He has not spent the night at another wife's house. He's been, you know, to other people's houses, this buddy in Oklahoma marrying them, you know. But he has not been at another wife's house. Just say that's your house with Robin. I found it infuriating. That is an interesting take because if you were in a great spot with your other wives, which obviously you're not, you would say... Well, you'd either say this is my house at each home, like that would just be your mentality, Mm -hmm. or like you said, like this is our house. Yes, I would think that you'd be like, this is our home, meaning this is my house with Janelle, or... But no. Christine enters the chat. She is happy. She is bubbly. That life is behind her. She was almost doing too much. (laughs) Like, it was a fine line that... This This is beyond glowing. It's, yeah... It's a lot like I heard someone else mention this as well, how Christine used to be called like the princess, like Janelle would even say like, oh, I thought Christine was just a princess. We're reverting back to that a little bit. (laughs) Hey, do you? You're happy. No, no. And we're happy for her. I just love I love how thick she's laying it on. (laughs) It's real thick. And the wispy voice (laughs) side tangent. Did you notice? All of the interviews, the couch confessionals, whatever you want to call them, were all from last season. Yeah, I saw that as far as the settings and the backgrounds. Yeah, the clothing, everything. That drove me crazy. You almost feel as a fan like you're getting shafted. Like, why am I watching old material you've already recorded that was recorded for last season's time frame? Yes, and it's not at all like a reflection now or anything. I mean, which... What do I want more? Them reflecting on something from two years ago? So I don't know. I'm just complaining to complain, I guess. Something I've thought about. Yes, we get the scene where Christine's like, I'm in my house in Utah. Very cool. Now, again, they're, you know, they're divorced. I do wonder about Truly as far as she's probably going to get the least amount of time than any kid with her father. Mm-hmm. And I also wonder if they... If she does spend time with Cody, is it is it a meetup drop off? Is it always Christine having to drive to Flagstaff oh, to drop her off? Absolutely. Cody, I mean, I mean, that says a lot. Like as a father, you should want to be with your child, like want to make that drive to yeah. get your kid and come hang out with you. No, even McKelty has taken her, I so think, on a couple occasions. I think that's really telling. And this yeah. whole thing with. If they play up this story with your your dad's busy, one, all of your dad's kids are uh, like moved on. Mm-hmm. There, there's no one. Well, yes, you got uh, Solomon and Ariella. Yeah, okay, but they also have a mom and a nanny. So, like, let's calm down. <laughs> the tenders what two days. You get is two this days man apart. So busy with, he doesn't have a full time job. He sells weapons on the side, and you record for TLC. 
He's going. Which part of the show could be you driving to Utah to pick up Truly. No, that's too much work. No, no. He needs to drive around Flagstaff, go to the gym. His gym time is his gym time. <laughs> my gym time is my gym time, Janelle. <laughs> <laughs> what is that original quote from? We, we add Janelle to that, but isn't that 90 Day? No, yeah. it's uh, Teen Mom. Oh, you're right. Oh, with Janelle. <laughs> yeah, and with Janelle. <laughs> <laughs> wow. This whole time, I thought we were joking by using Janelle. No. Like, in my head, it was Sister Wives Janelle. No, it's Janelle. <laughs> <laughs> the other Janelle. Wow. On the couch, Robin says that things are tense right now. Christine's leaving, divorcing Cody, Christmas being separate, and a whole new heartbreak, not knowing if they'll be together. It's scaring her. Anything that comes out of Robin's mouth, I will fully admit I am just going to pick apart. Anything. Because the lack of self-reflection is just so mind-numbing. Like, how me, a very anxious, self-conscious person, could never... (laughs) everything's my fault anyway so like living in this world where nothing is ever your fault is so far from anything i could conceive it's wild because it seems like everyone feels like they're getting pushed away Mm -hmm. but robin doesn't see that so much so that she doesn't even make the connection where mary can't even be invited into her house because she expects (laughs) the whole family to be together for christmas which is just weird Like, what is her goal here? So you just want everyone to come over no matter how much they hate each other. No, no, no. They can't come over. Let's not get crazy. You just want a mutual meeting place where you can not talk about your problems. Everyone just shuts up and pretends to be happy. No, it's it's the thing. And I'll just beat up on Instagram. Like it's for the gram. It's a checklist item. It's take the photo, the the family photo. Well, definitely correct, actually, because she doesn't want to hang out with any of these people. She only wants to hang out with her family. So, yeah, you're completely right. It's the optics, I guess. Robin says that they are together for every single holiday, and this is new, and it seems so screwed up. Ma'am, let's rewind. We have the footage. Break it out. What happened last Thanksgiving? Can you give me a breakdown, please? Were you together? No. And then you actively turned the mothers against everyone. You actively told your children it was the mom's fault and that they don't want to be with you. The... The children thing really set me off. Yes. Because that's something you should keep between the adults. Absolutely. You had a choice right there. And the choice was to, and it's not a lie. You are simply framing it in a way that doesn't make anyone the bad person. She chose to frame it to place blame where, oh, and also add words that were never said. They didn't say they didn't want to spend the holidays with you. You decided to add that spice. Cody says that everyone made choices. Christine chose to leave. Janelle chose Christine. We made choices all along the way. It frustrates me if anyone in this family pretends to be a victim. Sir! I just like how he frames this because he's making that seem like a bad... It's so strange why he thinks that's a bad thing when... You share children with this woman. This woman is not your enemy. Mm -hmm. Like you need, just like any other divorced couple, you in some ways have to be cordial. There's nothing written that says your sister wife left. So she's excommunicado. She's the enemy. Like that's not written anywhere. Not that I know of. Well, in their culture, it's kind of like that though. So for example, when Robin left her husband or they got divorced, I don't obviously know the details. She worked so hard to replace him and act like that never happened. The kids' photos with Cody. Creepy. Sure, sure. But that's more on the husband side versus the sister wife side. Mind you, she never had sister wives. I'm coming to that. Don't worry. (laughs) But what I'm saying is like there is this sort of erasing of that time. You're in or out. Yeah, like there's no maintenance. Just my thought process to... To know that these women have spent almost 30 years together, raising kids, going to all the school stuff, just everything involved, just years and years of all those activities, and then just expect, like, 
I don't know what's up with Mary. Like the fact that she doesn't like, we already know, like there's like some weird shit going on between Mary and Janelle and Christine. Like, I think they've just never Mm -hmm. liked each other. Yeah. Which is fascinating when you go back to rewatch the show and there's moments where you kind of think they do, but Mm -hmm. most likely they probably weren't. You can't make that just go away. No. And if they have a great relationship, I think you should, I think you should foster that because again, you share children. You still have a young daughter Tender, tender age. A tender child. Yeah. It's just interesting how that doesn't connect in Cody's mind. And can we talk about choices being made? Specifically, like, let's go there since that's what he's, you know, all of this is because of the choices the wives have made. What about the choice to never work on those relationships that were struggling? How about the choice to never spend the night at another wife's house? The choice to not shower ever at certain wives' house. Uh, intimacy or lack thereof. Yeah. What are you talking about choices? Your choices have led to the complete demise of the family. You know what is telling? There was a moment in previous seasons where, yes, they had that intimacy thing. And it seems like Christine was still on the path of like, I would like to be intimate, which mm-hmm. means their relationship was somewhat still in a decent spot but cody chose to say yeah i don't think i want to be intimate anymore i mean that's how does christine think you're good and let's be intimate but you're thinking yeah you know i don't think i want that anymore that is telling well i don't know if she ever thought it was good i think she's like oh this is lacking this is what i want that's fair another tidbit we found out that in one year the land has to be paid off The seller carries the loan, and that's who they make payments to. I'm not grown up enough to know the details of what that means, but I am surprised because I thought it was a bank and I thought there was going to be kind of more involved in that. But also, does that mean they're not currently making like big payments? Like we're coming down to the wire. They must do some really weird shit or maybe just people that have a lot of money can do things like this. And there's probably something written in there that says it has to be paid off by this time or we're just going to owe some crazy amount of interest. Kind of like the Vegas homes. Mm -hmm. So the seller, I mean, the seller is, I mean, realistically, it's probably just their property. So I don't really know if they're making any kind of payments. And they're just thinking like, cool, I'll just sit on this. Like, if you don't pay me by this time, it's going to be like a crazy amount of interest. We did find out, though, through some wonderful Internet people that the land has been paid off June of this year. So, Janelle, get your dream house, please. I'll crowdfund for you. (laughs) I need Janelle to get a house. Now, I'm sure they're doing okay. I'm sure she's going to build her casita. Plexus is doing well. She'll be fine. We see Christine arrive in Flagstaff to hang out with Janelle. She said she's just visiting Janelle, but I feel like this was probably like a visitation thing. I'm sure. And they're building a shelf. Janelle's intimidated by the shelf. Christine said, no worries, I got you. The shelf will be built. I'm kind of surprised someone like Janelle, who decides to almost live off the land in a trailer, can't build a shelf. I know. She was very uncomfortable with it. I have full confidence she could, but she didn't want to. But her dream is kind of like, not living in the wild, but living on the trailer, kind of like away from society in a way where you kind of have to be functional and self-sustaining. And I was just found it interesting that she wasn't comfortable building a shelf. She won't need a shelf in the woods. It's fine. I was surprised that Christine didn't know about the house plans that Janelle had drawn up. I think we were just confused with the amount it was mentioned. And we were just surprised that Christine just wasn't ever a part of that conversation. Yeah, because I was like, wow. Just because in my head last season was so long ago, but obviously, I mean, that whole conversation happened a couple weeks ago in Sister Wives Land. So I guess we're still in that time frame. Cody talks about how coming up with the money for the land is hard, but coming up with money for a down payment, easy. Why are we not just paying the land then? Janelle says that they have the money. They're in the exact same situation when they bought Christine her house and definitely... Same situation when he bought Robin's house. Again, laying it on thick. Good, as she should. We talk a little bit about Cody needing a, an assistant. He doesn't let anyone actually help. You're just the pretty assistant. Stand there, hand him things. Very Cody. That, that makes sense. 
Janelle reveals that she is not going to Robin's for Christmas. She was essentially like, why? What are we going to do? So there was a Robin and her kids. <laughs> F that. It's tough because nobody else wants to be there. So from Janelle's perspective, why would Savannah and I just go and we can hang out with so many more family members Yeah. elsewhere? Their entire immediate family and then Christine's all immediate family. Like, why would you hang out with people that you don't even talk to? Cody talks about the conversations with the boys devolving into angry conversations revolving around politics, and he is not going to invite that into his home. Again, his home. That was interesting. We don't get into politics much here, but it is fascinating that it seems like a decent number of his boys don't share his political opinions. Mm -hmm. Which, like, fine, but when so much is tearing up your family, like... He can't have a conversation about anything. Right. He, he can't back down from his opinion and his morals. Mm. Yeah, but it's not even affecting that. Like, he's not even willing to see their point of view, just like his wife. Savannah is all in the tea during the shelf building, and I appreciate it. Savannah is the kid at the party your mom takes you to with all the moms sitting around gossiping, talking their talk. Because you don't want to hang out with the annoying kids. Savannah is me. I am Savannah. It may be odd, but I think Savannah and Cody have a decent relationship. Or maybe yeah. it's Savannah doesn't need much. I think she doesn't need much and she likes to keep the peace. That's fair. I can see that. She's not one I don't think to really like, speak up against him. So he's okay. Or she's okay in his book. Christine goes on to talk about how Cody would talk about how it's her fault that she doesn't have a good relationship with her sister wives. It's all on her, but brings up this amazing point of why isn't it his fault when he has a bad relationship with his children? Again, always going back to self-reflection. Like, how do you not see this? Can't do it. Just can't. Cody says, when a wife undermines the rules, they're undermining him as a leader. What is he leading? Why does he view himself as such an alpha and the head of this family? You're not paying the bills. You don't have good relationship with your wives or your children. Like, what do you do that makes you a leader? I think the story gets a little bit muddled when everyone is so split. You know, this whole, you know, multi-house situation. They're not in a cul-de-sac. They're very divided. So every mom takes over that realm. Mm-hmm. Not only that, but again, the size of your family is, you know, family that lives with you is dwindling. I mean, it's very, very small. So then almost the need for you to be a leader is diminished in that case because the moms are doing all of the leading in their households. Yeah, because they have to. That's, I mean, it's their only choice. There, mm -hmm. there's, there's no other option. Now, my favorite scene in the entire episode is when Robin squeezes out of her door so we can't look and shit talk about her house but squeezes out of her door in a full puffer jacket this was the most awkward scene because one <laughs> you knew mary was coming over two mary clearly did not know you were going to be filming outside mm -hmm. you were staring out your window waiting for mary to arrive because clearly the camera crew's already there they're already set up with your jacket on with your jacket on <laughs> and even with all that you still mentioned like, what is all that shit on her porch? I know. I was still like, what is by the door? What is it? Like, I can't make it out. That is stuff you buy at a yard sale that you're just like never going to use. It never even made it into the house. Their communication is so fucking cringe. It's so forced and fake. And you cannot tell me that's your sister wife. If that's how you talk. It's some of the ways they interact. It's almost like. Mary is testing her and Robin is giving her the look of like, really, bitch? Like right now, like we're fucking filming. Why are you doing this? Oh, I kind of take it the other way. I think Robin's testing Mary. Oh, no. Yeah. No. There's just like no basis of a relationship here. And Robin keeps trying to keep her on the hook. And it's so insulting. Be like, oh, do you think you'd want to maybe possibly, you know, kind of maybe come over? No, if that's your friend, you're like, hey, you want to come over? We're doing Thanksgiving. Like, 
No, they just are so awkward. You cannot tell me they're actually friends. I, I just wonder if they've already talked about this or texted. So it's kind of like a replay. So it's like reality TV that's not really reality because they have to replay and make it a little bit more dramatic. Maybe that's what I'm sensing with like the fakiness of it. I'm like, maybe they do talk more than I think they do, but it's just so not genuine. Do you think we're ever going in that house? Like we made it for a Christmas once. We're probably going to get a self-filming Christmas thing, but we are not getting in there with professional cameras. 100%. You know, honestly, even the self-filming I'll take. Yes, at this point, I will take that. Give me what what can be on the floor this season during the holiday season? Because we got a watermelon last year. But at that point, why? Because the whole crew, the the community doesn't want to watch these stupid outside scenes. We've seen so many of these. Like, why can't they just self film the interview? We've seen them self film Mm -hmm. interviews before. Yeah, I would have taken that over this. You're telling me with all the shit Cody and Robin have, you don't have an outside table you can sit at? You have to sit on a log? No. No, no, no. It must have been really fucking cold. Okay, did I... I'm probably the only one, because again, I pick Robin out. But I thought it was so rude when Robin asked, well, I know Cody got you jackets for Christmas. Where are they? None of your business. Hey, how about we go in your house like a normal uh, person? I didn't plan to film outside in freezing temperature. Yeah. And you also offered me nothing to eat or drink. You no hot cocoa. No, nothing. No hot beverage. How dare you? Bad host. You know, it's funny. My brother came over like a couple weeks ago. And when he left, you're you're growing on me, right? (laughs) I recalled I didn't offer him anything to drink. And I felt so bad after. I'm like, wow, that was (sighs) so fucking rude. he was holding a drink, though, that he brought. So a li- you get a little grace there. But yeah, you always got to ask. You always got to yeah. offer. Not even like, hey, you hungry? You want a plum or something? <laughs> <laughs> From our tree? I'll go out and get one for you right now. So uncomfortable. The conversation of, oh, here, I brought you a jacket. It's Cody's jacket. Mary joking that it'll feel like Cody giving her a hug. Robin saying, oh, I can do that for you. And proceeding to give Mary a hug after she puts on the jacket. I wish everyone could see my face. It's just so I uncomfortable. Mean, like you said, we could we could replay this so many times and it's just it probably gets worse every time. Like I'm sure if Ellie and I watch this again, we would catch something that we're not mentioning now. Yeah. Man, hearing Mary reminisce about old times and how chivalrous Cody was breaks my heart every time. I feel so bad for her. Because even now, and she says it, she still loves him. And you can tell. I don't know. With Mary, I've been pre- I've been down on her a lot just because, again, always going back to, like, you deserve to be loved. You deserve your person. And I mentioned this to you on the plane. Because they've been together, I think, in their case, 25 plus years. I, I don't know the exact years, but. Like 30-something now. Well. You you actually married this man versus everyone else. Well, besides Robin, you know, you know, whatever. They were in love at one point. Mm-hmm. Great relationship. Great photos. Great youth photos. Great life. You know, at some point it goes downhill. But from Mary's perspective, I think it is so hard, you know, for years living the this is my forever person. Like I'm going to die and we're going to spend the rest of our, you know, eternity the eternities together. It must be so hard to flip that mindset and say, maybe this wasn't the one. Mm-hmm. No, I think in her heart of hearts, he will always be the one. Truly, it doesn't matter. 10, 15 years from now, she's single. He will always have a place in her heart. It doesn't matter. I mean, just the way he speaks about her and I mean, yeah, he calls her a friend and then Mary alludes to like, I'm pretty sure friends talk more than we talk. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's, it's saddening. And I hope on the show or whatever, we just get to see her come to that realization and finally, you know, go love yourself. Go find your one if if there is a one or just, you know, go live your best life. We find out that for another year now that Mary is not going to be making the turkey. Cody used to like her turkey, but then he had a taste of Robin's. He signed up to like everyone's turkey. It's always funny to me when they make things that are bordering on sexual references of how they can't contain their laughter 
I loved this scene, though. I mean, the scene was the gem. Cody's out here throwing away turkeys left and right. But it's it's so true. Yep. Signed up for all of them. Only eat one these days. Mm. <laughs> okay, going back to the actual turkey talk, I'm still annoyed that out of nowhere, Robin was like, I don't cook, but I'm making the turkey. We talked about in this plane. Girl, you don't cook. No. What? Maybe she ha- she's like... The nanny prepped the turkey. I'm putting it in the oven. Maybe that's what it is. So, I don't know if I can trust so is a robin a thing turkey. In Thanksgiving, can you buy like everything ready turkey you do just put it in the oven? Like, is that a thing? Oh, yeah. You, for grocery stores, you get it like done. You put it in the oven. You can get it cooked and you just warm it up. Okay. Okay. So, well, okay. So if anything, I could see Robin do that. Just I can like, see her make the nanny go pick that up. Yes. Mm. <laughs> I'm not going to you know give her what? an Take ounce. the tender children with you. Yeah, I'm tired. They're too much. They're like 14. <laughs> <laughs> Robin kind of devolves into this conversation, specifically asking, did I miss something? Were there things happening that I didn't notice? At one point, she talks about other plural families and how they operate and how they live their lives. And I have to point out a comment from YouTube that was chef's kiss, glorious, beautiful. I don't know if the person would want me to say their username, so I won't. But if they want credit, let me know. If for some reason throughout the internet they hear about this. They said, Robin needs to remember that other plural families have apples and her family has an orange. Their apples aren't better than her oranges. Just different. Robin, take your effing orange and stop acting like you have ever lived in a plural family. Okay, let's break it down more. I'm on one tonight, guys. I had coffee. We're good to go. (laughs) So talking about we're now because Robin knows everything about plural families. Remember, she knows how everything has to be. She has so much experience with it. She's a family spokesperson. She will always speak on behalf of her experiences in plural marriage, even though one, she's never been in a plural marriage before this one. She did not have a sister wife prior. Her mother. How do I say this? Her family growing up was not part of a plural family. They were a family that lived in another state and this man would come visit your mother. You could say her mom was the mistress. And the guy was like, <laughs> okay, um, I kind of cheated on my wife. Like we need to get married. We're on the other plural, wives. We're a plural family. Yeah. I feel like he just said we're a plural family to like lessen the blow of all of that drama. But don't act like you joined that family and did holidays together. It was, it's a known fact that he would come two weeks after Christmas and do your Christmas. Don't, don't even act like, no, everything's perfect. And I was in this happy plural marriage or plural family, excuse me. And I was a kid of a happy plural family. Like, no, that's not how it was. So they had all holidays separate. Why does she act like this has never happened before? It's that rewriting. She loves a little rewrite. I also wonder at some points we've seen in the past, and again, we don't follow them all year and know every single thing they do, but we've seen in the past where the Browns meet their plural friends. But in those cases, Robin was very new to the family. And just from what we've seen on TV, like it's not like we've seen them hang out again. Mm-hmm. So, and I don't think that many, if any, plural families live in Flagstaff. So I'm saying, how much time do you get to spend with plural families? Mm-hmm. And, like, ones that you would consider are, like, a model plural family. But, but even in this case, you spit, like, split off into your own religion. Mm-hmm. So, unless it's very specific plural families are following, like, your sect, like, you guys are very unique. Mm-hmm. So, there's not, I wouldn't imagine there's a lot of you out there. I see what you mean about her past and tying that all together and just, it doesn't really make sense of how you're forming these opinions when your own life is defining this this doesn't work like you're expecting yeah then we go to salsa brava man the the level this was some what other show does this i think it's married at first sight i, I can't remember but yes james allen get your james allen man, rings. they just laid on thick and i know they are eating free like this whole <laughs> fucking season this yeah. whole season any scene they're gonna be here multiple which is so funny to me these are all free meals well, not only that, I feel like you get, like, even if you're not filming, I bet they get 
a free app. I don't know. <laughs> like something. Maybe they get the uh, the Olive Garden, like all you can eat November. Soup salad breadsticks. No, no, no. It's like the card. Remember, you can get oh, the card. The pasta pass. You can come every day for a meal for free. Yeah. Anyway. So Cody and Christine are meeting up to discuss truly and kind of visitation and all that fun stuff. But Cody arrives in his very practical, much like a visor, the visor of cars, let's be honest, this tiny, tiny convertible. We've talked about this before and we give again, I don't really give a shit what car people people drive, but this man in this situation with this size (laughs) of a family, the vehicles he decides to buy are fucking ridiculous. One, he has a motorcycle that one individual mm-hmm. could ride with him. He has confirmed two convertibles mm-hmm. that I know them things are tight in the back. Yep. Tight. And a truck. We cut back to Mary and Robin just sitting there. Still talking about Robin feeling like she missed the warning signs that everyone was fake and she's just now finding out about it. I think when you are in her situation... You'll probably put blinders on because, I mean, you're a single mom, three kids, like, you want this to work so bad. So if there were those signs, I think you do just kind of throw them under the rug. Like, you just want this to work. Mm-hmm. Those red flags, get those out of my face. 100%. They show a scene of Christine tackling Mary, and I loved it because that was a true tackle. It was so random. Weren't they trying to, they finally found a spot and then Mary's like, I'm going to go look over there. And she's like, no, like stop. (laughs) This is it. We're done. (laughs) Mary has been feeling angry and betrayed, but she knows it's really just sadness. Robin, always trying to throw a tiny bit of shade in, says, I know she says she doesn't believe in this anymore, meaning the religion, but I'd choose our family even if we didn't have the belief anymore. And that was Robin talking about Christine leaving. It has nothing to do with the religion. It has everything to do with how Cody and Robin treated her and her family. I think she's hanging on to the morsel where Christine does mention, like, I don't really follow the faith anymore. Yeah. Which is true. She said it herself. But the faith is not the reason she left. No, not at all. She left because your husband's a POS. (laughs) Also, Cody says he doesn't believe in it anymore. So why is it okay for him to say it Again, then? make it make sense. Please. What are, what are we doing here? Mary says that she still loves Cody and she made a commitment. And she will honor that commitment. See, this, this doesn't make sense because he's not honoring the commitment. So it, nope, but not honoring any of his this, commitments all of, to all of these women. I just want you to be happy. And I, again, uh, by your own words, you're angry or whatever. If the other person isn't making the commitment, you can throw that straight out the door. Like, that makes no sense. Mm-hmm. Which, again, Christine came to that realization and said, you know what? I'm out. Robin says, we need to carry the torch. He has carried it for a long time. He is tired. We should be giving our teammate a break. What, what does that mean? Because at this current state, this person has terrible relationships with their kids. If he takes a break, that only gets worse. The kids already have a great relationship with their moms. So you carrying some invisible torch is doing nothing to bring the family together. What is this torch that he needs carried? That's what I'm not getting. Like, is it leadership? Because then he'll say, I'm the leader of this family. So you're not, you're not going to take that from him or even temporarily, mm-hmm. which honestly, if that's the wording she's using, then I can transfer that to that's Robin's mindset. So yes, you are the one spinning the wheels because you are making some of the decisions via Cody. Oh yes. Mary says that life is heavy on him. He doesn't smile. He doesn't joke. He doesn't laugh. And he just has a heavy scowl. In the end, Mary says that they're estranged, but also in a place of working it out. She thinks they can do it if they put the effort in. He asked why you live here. It's time Uh, to go. I don't see it. It's so fascinating that Mary is still in this. What signals are you getting that Cody's going to put in any kind of work Mm -hmm. to rekindle your relationship? But we know she finally leaves. So that's all that matters. We're just seeing the process, though, because 
I'm so excited to see the process. Now, this is this is true. I'm, I'm giving Mary a lot of shit, but we know she moves on or what have you. It is going to be fascinating to see the process in this, hopefully in this season. We're back at Salsa Bravo with Cody and Christine. Cody feels so betrayed after all that he has done for this marriage just to have Christine shit talk him to the kids. He never wants to see her again and he wants to spend some time hating her. So that's healthy. (laughs) I think it's really hard for Christine to care at all when your conversation on her way out is the sacrifices I've made to love you. I mean, that is that is so hurtful. Mm hmm. I think she distanced herself so much that Cody can't hurt her and that probably annoys him. Yeah. And Christine comes with that energy again, like we'll just call it princess energy, whatever. <laughs> I don't have a good order for it, but I love that she does that because you can tell Cody is not used to someone coming at him like that or not yeah. backing down or just calling him out on his shit. That's and, why he never wants even, to see her. Even in this sit down, I mean, she's subtly calling him out, but she is calling him out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then the COVID talk where she has to kind of call him out there. We find out that he is a baby anytime he gets sick. Shout out Leon. <laughs> and Oh, after they after they said that, I knew exactly what kind of person Cody is when they're sick because that's me. <laughs> But at least you admit it and you don't. But see, that's even the annoyance is magnified because, yeah, I get you're sick, but I have six kids to take care of. Mm -hmm. So, like, what do you want me to do here? Does Christine get a sick day? Do you come over and then step right in? Nope. It's up to the sister wives to figure that out. So Cody wants Christine to test before they come over. And Christine just subtly says, oh, like, you still want us to test even even after you got COVID? (laughs) And I think that just sends Cody flying. Like he just, I think in his mind, he's like initially like, what? Or excuse me? Yeah. Fetal position, 99.9 degrees crying on the ground. And then he mentions that, well, you know, Aurora's never gotten it. So and she's like, oh my gosh, Aurora's never gotten it. Like she just, <laughs> she just keeps going with it. Yeah. Um, and she's like, yeah, yeah. All of us got it, but her. And I was like, Okay. I would also like to point out, Cody talks about like admissions due to COVID, like in his family, but he was never admitted, never went to the hospital, never got any care. Robin never got admitted. She went to the ER. They said, you're fine and sent you home. That's not being admitted. They checked your vitals and they're like, you're going to be okay. Yeah. Here's an inhaler. And that was it. That's not being admitted. It's funny because we've been to the ER before for just random shit. But it's funny because when you saw the self-filmed video of Robin, you can tell she's in like the in-between space of... You're like in triage. Yeah, exactly. Triage. You're behind the doors, but you don't have your own room. You're not hooked up to anything. I wasn't going to say anything because I don't like to get political and whether you like to admit it or not, this is political, but... An extra reason why I will never not shit on Cody and Robin for this and their intensity is because I lost two family members due to COVID. You see the absolute ripple of devastation that goes through the family. And to have him sit there, deny the care that is offered, but then go take hospital resources. And then to top it off, play the victim because of all of that is bullshit. And it's insulting to everyone that had to deal with this. It's even more fascinating the way he approaches something like COVID, which in in some way it was a way for him to keep his family separated, which is really strange to think about. Does that feel so strategic? But then we recently watched that replay and we talked about it where he's essentially poo-pooing medical advice Mm -hmm. from a doctor towards his daughter with scoliosis. Yeah. But then immediately but we're going to take Robin right in. But it, it, that's so fascinating to me how you're so far on, on each end. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we don't like to talk about it too much because I'm always worried about offending someone. Like I never, even if you're on a different side than I am, I'm always like, well, I mean, you have your reasons. Like who am I to say like they're wrong? But it's just so infuriating to see Cody just play both sides whenever it's convenient. Oh, you don't want to drive across country? You don't believe that doctor. Oh, you need sympathy? Robin's dying. Come on. 
the scene ends with Christine laughing and saying, I'm not married to him anymore. It's so freaking awesome. Which Again. that's when I was like, oh, that's where the princess is coming in. <laughs> but I get I, it. I Celebrating. To, uh, we've talked before. We hate to root for the downfall of a family, but just in the situation these wives are where they're not being loved. They're not getting mm-hmm. the time that they deserve. All these things we're seeing from Christine and this positivity, this happiness is glowing. I want that for Mary and Janelle. Like I know. I want that for you so bad, and I hope you find that. But I'm excited for the rest of the season. I'm hoping that we see some folks make some decisions for themselves. In the this season on Sister Wives portion at the end, we essentially get a replay of everything we've already seen in all of the previews. Like there was not one new scene, I don't think. So I won't bore you with all of that. But we do get to see Robin breaking down again, saying she just wanted to sit on the porch with her sister wives and the grandbabies. And of course, it would be on the porch because she's not going to let you into her house. So porch it is. Zing, I've been waiting all episode to say that joke. <laughs> no, overall for the starting episode, I think it's just fine. Obviously, they're going to save some really good stuff. I mean, you already mentioned season three or excuse me, episode three. Right. I think and hope it just gets better and better and better. Sadly, as much as we're just curious and really want to see inside Cody and Robin's house, we're probably not going to get that unless, again, you said it's a self-filmed mm-hmm. holiday special. I have hope. And I really hope they self-film telling the kids again that everyone hates them. They don't want to spend the holidays with them. Just like awful things to tell children. It's funny. Even the children that are on their side, it's funny, children, but they're adults, is uh, McKelty and Tony. Like, they're totally on their side, but they still filmed outside. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you all for joining us on Season 18, Episode 1. It's been a long time waiting, but we're so happy it's here. Because of the way our travel occurred, there's not too many days till next Sunday. I know. (laughs) So excited. Just got home. We're almost to next Sunday. Thank you again so much for joining us. We really appreciate all of you. Thank you so much for tuning in. Again, you guys are incredible. Thank you so much. I hope your week goes really well, super easy, and we'll talk to you next week. Take care. Goodbye, everybody. Take care.